The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the laws or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the dominion of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the dominion of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the dominion of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. We stand on the mountaintop today. In our passage in Matthew, we continue in the grand arc in the view of the Sermon of the Mount, looking out on the mountain place into the span of the horizon. We see things from a very different perspective. In seminary, I would go on hikes with friends to Mount Tam, uh, the highest peak in the Marin Hills, just north of the bay. And we take the afternoon and break away from the city life and leave our reading and essays for another afternoon. And this time of year in particular, after all the winter rains, you could hike up and look over the rolling green hills and the deeper green canyons inland. And then on the other side, you look out and there's just great swath of ocean and deep blue. And sometimes you'd be above the fog, you were up so high. It was quite something to be high enough to see just a sweep of color. And these mountaintop places gave us a freshness and a beauty and a different perspective. Uh, it was a lay of the land we couldn't see on the flat places. And it is striking that Jesus on this mountaintop places presents us with our identity. And we are salt and we are light. Here on the mountaintop, reveling in the wonder of being salt and light, this is where we begin. Salt and light are provocative, elemental, and ordinary parts of life. And you are the salt of the earth, Jesus said. In high school, one of my family members uh, started limiting their intake of salt, which meant my whole family uh, also limited our intake of salt. <laughs> I mean, really, salt isn't everything from like ketchup to chocolate chip cookies. And we tried our best. Um, and if you've ever had the experience of cooking without salt, um, you'll notice that you miss something more than just like a salty taste. Uh, food can taste flat and even bland without salt. And even sweet things like homemade chocolate chip cookies don't taste as good without salt. Um, there's a way that salt brings flavor in food and highlights the peaks of flavor and then adds that zing. I like some mean Nosrat 
who talks about salt. She's a chef based in Berkeley and the author of Salt, Fat, Acid, and Heat. And she says that the primary role of salt, um, that salt plays in cooking, is to amplify flavor. Though salt also affects texture and helps modify other flavors, nearly every decision you'll make about salt when cooking will involve enhancing and deepening flavor. And salt does more for flavor than any other ingredient you might cook with. It actually enhances the flavor of other ingredients. Used properly, Samin says, salt minimizes bitterness, balances out sweetness, and enhances aromas, heightening our experience of eating. Imagine taking a bite of a rich espresso brownie sprinkled with flaky sea salt. Besides providing the delightful experience of its delicate flakes crunching on the tongue, the salt minimizes the espresso's bitterness, intensifies the flavor of the chocolate, and offers a welcome savory contrast to the sugar's sweetness. You are our salt of the earth. This is part of your identity. You enliven the world. You enhance, you season, and you bring out the goodness that is already in motion in the world through the Holy Spirit. And you all are light of the world too. Light in our modern world is at our fingertips and the convenience of a light switch, an LED bulb that harnesses the electrical current. And then light is also in the strike of a match and a lit candle, and the fire that illuminates and warms you in truly dark places. Light is that grace and that strength, even in times of darkness. Your light is the grace to be yourself. In this cycle of our day, we encounter some kind of darkness, even when city lights illuminate the streets and sidewalks, and a porch light illuminates your door. And some nights, darkness is more present. Sometimes darkness is a beautiful, still thing, like when you're in the mountains, or out camping, or away from cities and light pollution. And sometimes, darkness is also a place that magnifies pain and loss. I remember a night in, the, in June of 2016, when I was out with my cohort of pastors in training on CPE, uh, we were walking through the Castro in San Francisco, one of the first gay neighborhoods in the United States. And the neighborhood usually comes to life at night with lots of clubs and dancing and people having a really good time. Uh, but this night was different. The Pulse club shooting in Orlando had happened about a week prior, and it felt like the unimaginable had happened, and the pain was so present. And it was late, and it was maybe midnight, and we stopped at the corner of the Bank of America where flowers and candles were spread out and signs proclaiming love were lying on the ground from the night before. There was a prayer vigil. I remember standing under the streetlight and watching the four of us beginning a circle around the memorial. And there was one person who was crying on the hard cement and after a while, they stood up and moved to the circle of people. And like in a, a moment of time outside of time, they came up right in front of me, intensely close to my face, and said, I will be fierce. And they embraced me, their tears from their eyes running down their cheeks and the saltiness on my cheek. You are the light that warms the world. You are the salt of the earth.
You are God's people, the bearers of light and the bearers of the image of God. And yet, this is not the end. You are free to live in the righteousness of, of God. It's not a lofty thing, God's righteousness. There are practical, tangible, here-on-earth commitments that are part of the righteousness of God. As we come down off that mountaintop and we come bearing our light and our saltiness and we are made to pursue real justice in the world, in Isaiah today, we hear those commitments to share bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into your house, to meet the needs of people, to give people clothing, to be present among your community, to loose the bonds of injustice, undo the thongs of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. This is the promise that bears repeating through every dot of an I and every cross of a T. You are the salt of the earth, you are the light, and you are made for this work. You are made to live in the promises of God. Thanks be to God.